podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And in the studio with me, we've got the youngest person ever to appear on this podcast. We've got someone making his first appearance of the season. Someone who kindly sat in this chair for me uh, a couple of times earlier this season. And the legend that is a view from a blue. Welcome, in no particular order, to Finley Reed, Graham Reed, Steve Cox and Stephen Allwise. Gentlemen, hello. Welcome to the Man City Show. Hello. Hello. The first question, gentlemen, is as follows. Is it A or B? Okay. So A is, after nine games with a new manager, playing a new system, we should be delighted that we're top of the Premier League. Or is it B, with no wins in five games, that means that we should be concerned. Graham Reid, is it A or is it B? A. Do you, Steve, to, do you want me to elaborate? I'd, I'd like you to. You, get to, you know, you've, you've made yeah. a long journey to be here. I have, here. yes. Um, well, if someone would have said after nine games with a new manager, a few new players, some of which have been in, injured at the start, uh, with a new system, um, ageing fullbacks, would we be top of the league in a league that involves a Liverpool side and a Chelsea side that haven't got to play any European matches? Very lucky boys that they are, although I'd prefer to be in Europe. To have uh, Mourinho down the road, to have uh, Spurs and Arsenal continuing their progress from last year, where they both had improved. To be top after nine games is excellent. There are obviously teething problems, but aren't there in anybody taking over a new business? Stephen Allwise, a view from a blue. You're agreeing with A, or is there a bit? There's got to be a bit of B in there, isn't there? A bit of B, bit of B. Come it's on, a lot of A in there, with a slight element of B popping its head in. I think if we'd have lost one and drawn two of our first three games and then won the next six, everyone would say, we're absolutely fine, Guardiola's been immense. I think what the run of five games shows us is actually how good we were at the start and how quick the impact that he had was. Because we struggled under Pellegrini, we just looked deflated as a squad, disinterested. And the way in which we played at the start of the season, the style of football was absolutely phenomenal. And you're not going to keep that up all season you're not going to keep up for that long so the results over the last five games haven't been great the performances there's probably been a couple of average ones um but i don't think it's anything to worry about too much okay steve cox i'm relying on you because finley's i know going to go b for me here he's, he's going to support me in my b in my b-ness you're gonna how much b is there in there or is it all a see i'm i'm an optimist not a pessimist so i'm going for a um i think that I, I need to build upon what, what, what Stephen has, has said there, really, in that there have been some good performances in the last five games that haven't quite paid off for us. There have been some small individual errors that have cost us goals, but that sometimes happens when you're taking on a new system. So I think, you know, you look at the Barcelona game, we played much better for most of that game than we did play poorly in the last 20, 25 minutes when we, when we ended up getting four goals put past us. So I don't think that it's, it's sort of doom and gloom yet. 
Finley, how, how positive, how negative are you feeling? Are you, with everybody else, are you in that A camp of kind of it's, we're top of the league and it's looking pretty good? Yes, I think so. Because we've gotten loads of new players and um, it takes a while to get them all in together and to give, get good chemistry between them. So I think it's good that we got off to a good start and I think they're still bonding and we're only going to get better as the season goes on. Okay. Unlike his school report, there's no B for him. <laughs> Just an occasional A. Should, should we talk about his school report? Uh, I think. No, well, I don't we, know how long you've got. No, what, what, what he you doesn't want it? to do that. No, but you raised it. Was it, was it all A's? We can do this. I'm We've I'm got afraid, time. I'm afraid he's more B's than A's. Was he really? <laughs> let's yeah. not get on to that. No, you, but you raised it really, to be fair. So, yes, so of course. Yeah, yeah good. Um, let, can, people are talking about these individual errors. Yeah, uh, and we've talked about aging fullbacks. Can we can we start with that, Stephen? Sort of, it, it, who's 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 at fault? Is it just individual errors, or is there something a little bit more concerning beneath? Are people finding us out? Is that what it I is? Maybe I don't think people are finding us out. If you look, the last five games, Barcelona, as Steve said, we played well, and let's face it, if they're not the best side in the world, they're in the top two or three, and and we made some poor individual errors and got punished. Um, but actually the first half especially I thought we were very good and tried to take the game to them uh, Spurs were the one game we've been completely outplayed in and Spurs did to us what we do to other sides and pressed high and, and won the ball and played attractive football that's the one game that's been disappointing Everton I thought we were outstanding missed two penalties which would have given us the win and yes it's frustrating to draw and it, it made it another game without a win but we play like that and nine times out of ten, you get the victory. So you, you conveniently missed off Southampton, where some would argue we were quite poor. Uh, Steve, we, it wasn't a great, great performance. No, it wasn't a great performance. There were elements of good in there, but um, I mean, you look at the goal that Southampton got. That was very lucky. That was probably their only shot on target in the whole game. We gifted them the goal. If they hadn't got that, we'd have probably won one or two nil. I, I just. I think we're probably just being a little bit too harsh on them. They're trying to learn this new system. We're trying to bed in new players and people at different levels of fitness as we go kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I think there's a, a little way to go yet, but uh, we'll get better and in Pep we trust. Cause so, so let's go back to and break it down to talk about some of these games because we're very fortunate that three people around this table were actually at Barcelona uh, and actually at the game. So, uh, so Finley, first of all, is that your first visit to the new camp or, or you've been before? No, that's my first visit. And what was it like? I mean, pretty high up, I think, where we sit, isn't it? So, but yeah. just to give us a give us a, a kind of some some feelings, some some thoughts about that experience of going to the new camp and actually watching the great Man City in, in Europe must have been fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. It was it was really high up, and it's quite hard to see who which players were who. But um, I said to Dad before the game that the, there was fifth, five tiers, and at City there's only three on one side and then two on the other, and it was just like bigger than any ground I've ever seen before. But they put like a barrier in front of us, so it made us. It wasn't good to see the game, but it was still really good. Fantastic, uh, Reedy. Um, you're a regular traveller. I know, sort of home and away, Europe, wherever we are. Um, and, and first half, you know, okay, the result says we got a bit of a, a spanking, but actually, first half played pretty well, didn't we? I thought we played really well. And having been to the last two visits to the New Camp, um, where I felt. I mean, Joe Hart had an absolute blinder uh, the last time we went there, or the first, uh, there, the last time. Um, but we, a little bit, the like, two occasions previous, we've been a little bit like Middlesbrough coming to us, where we try to hold on and we never look like we're going to win and we might get a goal from a free kick or something. But 
but the best team were definitely Barcelona. Um, but up until Bravo sending off, it was a fairly even game. I mean, Fernandinho slipped. If you if you watch it closely, it's a rather fortuitous goal. Okay. Messi was fantastic. And when I got back and watched the highlights, the 20-minute highlight show, every single time Barcelona actually scored or constructed a really good opportunity, he was involved. And sadly, we haven't, no matter how well we play, we haven't got Messi. So if you take Messi out the game, and I know that's easy to say, but it was, it was really, really even, in fact. Even, even throughout the whole 90 minutes, he is the difference. Um, Everything they create goes through him. And, of course, Iniesta plays it to him, etc., etc. But everything dangerous goes through him. And, and Kevin De Bruyne, who's a great player, had a couple of really good chances that the keeper made saves from. Um, but if that's Messi, he scores. That's the difference. But, but the closest we got to Messi is Aguero, and we left him out. Yeah, but I think Pep was trying to overload the midfield, and I think that was what kept Barcelona quiet in that first half. So I, 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 can, I can understand that. Yes, we didn't create lots of potential scoring opportunities, but we certainly created some. There was a really good save from Gundogan at one point or other where he, he sidestepped through the Barcelona defence in the same way as Messi had, and he was just a little bit unfortunate that Ter Stegen managed to get a hand on it, otherwise that was going in, in, in the corner. So, no, I, th- I, th- I think playing without a striker is not necessarily a bad thing to do when it's a considered option, and that's what it was. Stephen, you were there as well, obviously, as, as, as you yeah, always are. I'd agree with Reedy in that, obviously, the scoreline's emphatic. 4-0 doesn't reflect well on us after the game. But in comparison to the two previous games there, it felt like we were closer to them. It felt like we actually tried to take the game to them and control the ball and and looked confident, especially the first half an hour. I think the frustration is that three of the four goals were our own mistakes. You don't mind so much if Neymar, as he did for the last goal, does something special and scores because Barcelona have those players. But it's when we give the ball away or commit silly mistakes... It's just frustrating because up until those points, I think we gave a really good account of ourselves. Well, I think I'd, I'd like to add to that as well, that when you're playing a team like Barcelona, you make a small mistake, and it might only be a small mistake, but they have actually got the players to punish you with it, and you're more likely to get punished against them than you are against Southampton, for example. And also, I guess, part of the making mistakes is because you're facing Barcelona. There was an article I read after the game that English teams get more men sent off against Barcelona than any other team because for whatever you're under more pressure and you're not used to chasing the ball as often or you know that every small mistake will be punished and it just puts you on edge that bit more but if we play like that against teams in the Premier League I think we'll be absolutely fine I'd like um, I I, I totally agree with that I'd like to go back to one small point about Aguero um I was listening to Sunday Supplement at the weekend and they were talking about <clears throat> the, the omissions and, uh, and a couple of supporters obviously out in Barcelona. The Joe Hart thing, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I saw that coming. He's not somebody I'd have in my team to try and play the, the, the Pep way. Um, so that, that doesn't worry me. Everybody else that's come in and out, that hasn't worried me. But I was very concerned that Aguero... What really worried me is if he's not going to play in Barcelona and you've got a plan not to play, why the hell didn't he play against Everton? That would be a concern that I'd like no one's asked him, or I don't believe has asked him yet. Um, I've got no problem if he wants to play loads of midfield players, but then surely he's an absolute shoo-in for Everton when we could have done with him, because the lad who's obviously only 19 and is doing very well and he scores a few goals, 
put the Everton game, he was the one player that was actually poor and had Aguero started. I don't know, he'd come on and missed a penalty. Had he started, we'd probably be sitting two points up above the rest. Are, are you saying, Graham, that, that again, we don't know, and, and are you saying that there's maybe there's some, something gone on there? There's a, there's a bit of a, a problem between a personality clash or something gone on between I've the manager no, and Aguero? I've got no idea. I, I just, I just, it's not coincidence that the, the lads that he seems to leave out are, I mean, this is, you know, Joe Hart was on lots of adverts. Vincent Company, when we were doing well, found himself on Match of the Day. I didn't like that at all, I said at the time. Um, Yaya can be who he is. And Aguero, I was watching Michael Richards once on one of these, um, you know, pick your best ever 11 you played with. And they got to the two forwards and he didn't pick Aguero, which was interesting. And the, the lad who was doing the, uh, the you know, the, the, the talking to him said, well, you haven't got Aguero on you. But he said, well, he's probably one of the best two strikers I've played with. But it was the laziest trainer, so I'm not having him in my team. And that was at least a year ago, and it's always struck me. I thought, I wonder if he's turned up. And, and he keeps making little comments about how he wants him to play and he should watch other players. And if you're Sergio Aguero and regards as one of the best strikers with that strike rate, do you really want to be told to go and watch somebody else? I don't know. I'm not sure, I'm not sure all, all is well there. Is that fair, do you think, Steve, in terms it's, of it's, it's, it's no one, smoke without it's, fire? It's, it's one view of that potential situation. Um, I'm not sure I entirely think there's a problem there, but there could well be. That could well explain a whole lot of things. Um, our issue at the moment is the fact we haven't really got a great deal of backup to Aguero. So until the uh, January transfer window, when Jesus comes in from, from Brazil, we're kind of a little bit stuck with Aguero and Kelechi. So he's, he's kind of got to make that work, I guess. If there is a problem, they've got to do something about it. Is our problem not at the back, though? And, and, and we've said before on this show that Pep is not going to sort this in one transfer window. It's going to take, you know, two or even three, or maybe it's a two-year project. But defensively, we've got four full-backs all over the age of 30. And that's a problem. And that's probably our biggest problem at the moment. We, we can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily all down to the full-backs. Um, I think if you'd have said one position over the summer that surprised me, we didn't strengthen it was right and left back because they are over 30 they're all going to struggle to play this high intensity up and down system um although you've seen someone like Sanya and Clichy at the start of the season when they had to move into more central midfield areas they've got the intelligence to do that I don't think we're settled at the back but equally I don't think we're set up as we were perhaps under Mancini to keep clean sheets and then you know rely on Tevez and Silva to produce something at the other end we're based around attacking now and in a sense I get the impression Pep isn't so fussed I'm sure he'll be annoyed but isn't so fussed if we concede one as long as we score at least two mm. because the whole game is don't hoof it don't hoof it play out from the bat be calm create chances and if we concede because of a mistake well it just means we have to score another one going forward yeah, and I think building on what Graham was saying about Aguero, the reason he might have left him out of the Barcelona game and played De Bruyne there is because De Bruyne may be more willing to chase the ball down in that high-pressure situation, defending from the front, which again kind of follows that. The more you, you win the ball up front, the more chance there is you've got an opportunity on, on their goal. And it could be just that he doesn't see Aguero yet as being that player that will chase the ball down. Can I talk about this playing from the back as well? We, we've talked about it before, and it's a, an important part of Pep's game. Uh, he's obviously brought in a new keeper because he didn't think that Joe could do that, or at least that's the story. And there were times against Everton where I thought, actually, this is really working. This is really exciting, where they looked confident, the ball was knocked sideways. Didn't matter, there was a sort of a centre-forward sort of 
coming down on top of them, they, they managed to knock the ball around very, very comfortably, and it ended up in City making sort of quite, you know, good attacking moves. Are, are, are you happy about this playing from the back? Are you, does it concern you? Is it, it's creating errors in certain situations. What's, what's your view, Reedy? How do you see I'm, it? I'm loving every minute of it. However, as a very stereotypical Englishman, I wouldn't lie if I didn't say sometimes my heart's in my mouth. I mean, I can't believe some of the passes the goalkeeper and the fullbacks and John Stones play. But that's what the way they've decided. And, and, and going back to what was said over that side of the table, um, I, do, I do think his philosophy will be, if they get one, we're going to get two. And I noticed Barcelona on Sunday won 3-2 in the last minute at Valencia. I'm not sure they're great clean sheet merchants. I know he had a good record there, but I think, he, I think he's just interested in winning in a stylish way. And if he concedes a few along the way, then so be it. What do you think, Finley? I mean, I know you you play football yourself as well. You know, both at school and at, at club level. Have you? Are you seeing that at your level that your goalkeepers have been encouraged to play that sort of football, or are they encouraged at fullback just to boot it as far as they can? Is it is it coming down to your level or, or not? Um, yeah, um, a lot of people are trying to pass it around the a lot around the back and trying to play some really nice football. And a lot of them are, haven't got the quality to do it yet, but it is being um, a lot of the managers are trying to. Uh, get people to do that so yeah I think it will be a thing that will come into future kids football good and what remind us what position you play uh, defensive midfield okay so Fernandinho type of, of role yes excellent and we'll be back straight after this good um, can we uh, can we move forward on to um, the game that's coming up uh, on, on Wednesday, t- tomorrow in fact We're recording this on Tuesday So tomorrow uh, we play in the uh, English League Cup Or something, I can't remember what it's called EFL. The football- EFL. EFL EFL, thank you very much I, d- I don't understand these things It's the Milk Cup or the Worthington Cup Or the whatever it is The League Cup anyway We've won, we've won it a few times recently And we, uh, we travel some distance outside Manchester to Stretford In the borough of Trafford um, What are your thoughts ahead of the game? Interesting. I'd, I'd like to see the uh, two lineups today. That would be rather nice to see. Given the fact that um, United took an absolute tonking on Sunday, I'm sure they'll want to they'll want to um, sort of appease themselves a little bit for that. So I guess they'll be up for it. They're always always up for a Manchester derby. Um, I'll be intrigued to see our lineup. To be fair, we've got no uh, no De Bruyne, no Zabaleta, and probably no company from what we hear. Although company may sit on the bench. Um, we were debating before what we're going to do at right back. I guess tomorrow and, and left back. That would be the uh, interesting. The one position he has announced, of course, is the goalkeeper that he's going to be playing Willy Caballero in, in, in goal tomorrow. So we know that. Any thoughts about, about the lineup, well, Stephen? I think he said today that he's not going to perhaps throw as many kids in as he did the last round, or he would want to, just because it's not the right time after five games without a win and pressure building to throw them in we might see a couple Alej Garcia made I think his second game for City in the last round and was excellent Maffeo will have a chance because we don't have another fit right back Um, but I guess we're more likely to see a full strength team with a couple of changes someone like Navas hasn't played a huge amount recently experience could come in ditto Fernando but I think essentially it's going to be a, a full strength team because I, I don't. I'm not concerned in any way about the recent form, but I think we need a win just to make everyone feel a bit more confident and, and happier about their game. Sorry, why are you not concerned about the recent form? I don't understand. We'll be that. fine. We, we've ch- not played that badly. We, we did against game. Southampton. We weren't great against Southampton. Yeah. The last game we played, confidence is draining. Yeah, which but, is why I think he'll play a stronger team to try and get that win, but. 
longer term, are you worried, Nigel, about... No, I'm not worried. I, I just, you know, I say I have a role to play with this microphone, as you know. I don't necessarily, you know, believe everything I say, Stephen. This is here just to try and get the debate going here. Graham. Um, yeah, I think he'll play a fairly strong team. <coughs> and obviously, being a derby, he will be, um... He will, he will want to win. He'll want the confidence up. I agree that the Navises and the Nolitos of the world will play. Just a quick uh, note on the youngsters. Um, I don't know Stephen was there. In Barcelona last week, I found a little bar. So I was on my own um, with Finley. And we went and watched the EDS game, mm. or whatever it is, the youth defined. And, and although we lost 1-0 in the last 10 minutes, we were absolutely terrific. Mm. Some of those players, um, there's a lad I'd never heard of who played out, who's been training with the first team I now read, who played out wide, was absolutely terrific. And the standard of football and the way they went about trying to play football is fantastic for the future. So, who would you like to see coming in then against Stratford then, Finlay? Who, who would you like to see um, starting? Um, I think he should start Fernando because I think because it's their home game and it's the League Cup, they'll be quite attacking, even though it's Mourinho. And <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, will, I think Fernando will help. And we need to, I think we need to give Fernandinho a rest because even he's got a lot of energy, but I think he's against against Barcelona he wasn't great and I think he just looked a bit tired and couldn't really catch up with everyone. So I think he just needs a rest and put Fernando in for the game. And in terms of, they'll be up for it. They, they're just on the back of a 4-0 defeat, as we know. So I think they'll, as you said before, they'll be at home. Uh, any thoughts on a prediction? I know sort of some of the people around the table don't like making predictions, but I know you do. You're a big predictor, um, and you're always uh, very keen to get your point of view across. So give, give, us a, give us a prediction from the great Finlay, who doesn't do great at school in terms of grades, according to his father, but he's good at predictions on football games. I think it's going to be 2-0. To who? City. Oh, okay. Just to be clear. Just just another story on that. Finley, um, early in the season, I couldn't go to Old Trafford and managed to get him a ticket. And um, the lad went on his own to, to Stretford. <laughs> Can you believe? Age 13. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> and they, they looked after you, right? You, you, got, you, you managed it okay? How do you, you manage that then? I don't think I could do that at 13. Yes, well, a policeman saw me and he said, are you on your own? And I, and I said, yes. And he said, what, around here? And I came out after he said, did you enjoy it? And he said, yes. And then I was like, stay safe. <laughs> I was like, thank you. And there was loads of fights. So I just walked around and I was like, oh, I better get out. <laughs> wow, well done. Um, so, are you, you happy to make a prediction, Stephen? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hesitantly. <laughs> I, I think uh, let's, let's go for a 2-1 City win. And you, Mr Cox? Yeah, I think I, I was thinking 2-1 as well, so you kind of stole the mind. But yeah, 2-1 to City. Just Great like minds. Derby earlier in the year. I just can't see us keeping a clean sheet. That's my worry. I'm sorry, Finn. I can't see this. 3-1 City. 3-1 City, yeah. And whoever scores the first goal, the other team's confidence will be low. So it might be important to score the first one. I'd imagine having gotten drubbed 4-0 that, um, that they would be in all sorts of trouble there if they concede the first. To going back to my very, very first question, and let's just assume... A. <laughs> 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 I remember it, and it was A. <laughs> it's a different question. Oh, With that still ringing in your ear, Mr <laughs> Reed. very good. If, and this is a big if, if we don't win, if we lose at Stretford this week... And it goes to six games. When does B start sort of creeping into your answer? Or is it still A? 
well, we'll beat West Ham, uh, West Brom, sorry, at the weekend. So, well, I'm not asking. I'm, I will come on to West Brom in a second. I'm asking after the Stratford game on Thursday and Friday and Saturday morning before that game. Surely, when does the bee start creeping Nigel, in? You, you, you've been watching football and City long enough. We've had many games where we've won one nil. And you got in the car and you cheer all the way to the car and you get in it and you think to yourself, we weren't great there. If you watched Everton and you even went to Barcelona, if you can't see and you know anything about football that they are going to be within 18 months, 12 months, a fantastic football side, if we end up finishing fourth and out all the cups, but we continue the improvement that you can, you can see, then I've got no problem with that at all. I know, now I know why we have you on this podcast, Mr. Reed. A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still A. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I agree with Graham. I don't think B ever really starts to creep in too much. So why have we got, and I think, listen, we're all agreed around this table it's A, and, and of course I'm absolutely firmly in that camp. And I cannot understand, and, and, and I'm very keen to put this question on the table, why we've got idiots within the Etihad Stadium who would boo their team off the pitch who are now top of the Premier League at the end of a game. So, so help me understand that. Are they just complete idiots? Is it as simple as that, that there are just idiots out there? There are just idiots out there. Um, I, they could be, they could be uh, glory hunters that just see the win as being the only good thing on the pitch. For me, I'd like a good performance as well. You've, it, called, you've called them idiots. Uh, I think that's a very apt description. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the other thing is that, that there is a. Whenever you listen to these ridiculous phone-ins they have, um, you can't go two games without winning. And somebody, whether whatever team it may be at the top of the table, where somebody rings up about how much money they earn, and um, you know if they earn that much money, they must be able to do better. <laughs> well, we went last year. Obviously, we all went last year. And under Pellegrini, Pellegrini's last year. The last year Pellegrini was in charge. They, there is entitlement to boo one or two. But the good news is the people we used to think, you lazy so-and-sos, aren't actually in the team anymore. Um, and all the guys that run around, even... I mean, Zabaleta is not going to be there next year. That, that's obvious. And he probably knows it. The crowd know it, sadly. And Pep knows it. But Pep's not scared to play him while we haven't got another right back. Because the one thing he will always do is fight for the cause. And I think as a fan, we've said this so many times... You only want them to fight for the cause. You only want them to run around and try really hard. And if it sometimes it doesn't work out, well, so be it. We all love Paul Dickoff still, don't we? But, I mean, he was, if, if you put him in the category of who we got there now, he was hopeless, but we all still loved him. So, as a football fan, you're just asking for a bit of effort. So, Finley, let's look forward then to, to the weekend uh, and your assessment uh, against West Brom and, and your reflections on their start to the season. I know you, you're very keen on looking at the other sides and their form as well. Your, your thoughts about West Brom for us? Um, well, they've been going quite well. I think, I think they're in eighth, maybe? Um, I'm not sure. But they're doing well. And Tony Pulis, he doesn't really play like really nice football, but he gets them playing in a way that they'll get results. And they've been getting results at... Uh, good big teams and I think that it will be quite tough and harder than most people think because they're going to come and they'll probably sit back and we'll have to go in there because some teams, of course, pressed us and, and, and done well. You think of the Spurs game. Others have sat back and had good results as well. So you think, where do you think West Brom, how, how do you think West Brom are going to play? sit back. They're going to be a, a sit back. Yeah. So you're obviously going to the game then, Reedy, again at the we, weekend well, at West Brom? Yeah, we've got tickets. We're not sure we can go yet, if anyone wants them. Um, so, uh, but um, 
I think that it will be a tight game. Spurs went there and drew one all a couple of weeks ago. And obviously they're fantastic at set pieces and I'm not sure we're that big. But um, we shall see. If they play well, City, I think they'll win. Reflections on West Brom before we close then, Stephen. Stephen. Tony Poulis' team that Poulis hates us. He's going right right away back to Dick Off and that Gillingham game. He's always had a thing about us. But I I actually think we'll prevail a little bit. I think we've probably got a little bit too, too much football in us for them. Like we said against Everton and Southampton and Celtic, in the same, same way that we we're going to beat all those. I'm, I'm an optimist, not a pessimist, Nigel. I've already I told you that once. Quite right. Come on, listen. I'm t- I should listen much better. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I'm not sure West Brom have got the pace or quality on a counter-attack to cause us the trouble that Southampton and Everton did. They'll sit back. If we can score early, we'll be fine. And you mustn't forget with your Southampton sort of ne- negative approach you've got there, Nigel, that um, Arsenal and Spurs... No coincidence, went into Europe and both didn't... Forget that they drew, neither of them scored, which is really unusual. So, to be fair to City and those teams, that's why I mentioned right at the start that the Chelsea and Liverpool, who both got good home wins at the weekend, they'd had all week to prepare. And West Brom will have had a whole week to prepare, because I doubt if they'll be in the EFL Cup, and we're going to do Old Trafford, which will take a lot of energy. So these games at the weekend are not as simple as, um, as, as first looked at. All right. Well, listen, uh, we have established here that, that Finley Reid gets sort of BCs, Ds and Es, but as far as this group is concerned, it's A's all round. Thank, a huge thank you to my guests, Stephen Allwise, Steve Cox, Graham Reid and Finley Reid. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.